Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon. You are listening to The Calamity Vault, where every month we play a different indie tabletop RPG. This is the second half of our Ten Candles playthrough, so if you haven't listened to the first one, you should probably go do that. It will make a whole lot more sense. Please keep in mind that by its nature, Ten Candles is a game of tragic horror. If you're not in the right space for that, or if you find at any point that you're no longer having a good time, we encourage you to skip this one. I have it on good authority that our next game is lighter. Uh, that said, we've got a downward spiral ahead, so please enjoy. Casey, you step back to the people and you start to kind of rally them around you. They're so easy to rally. They follow right along. They follow your lead and you're excited and you start to take them onward. And you're walking towards where, up the road towards the city. You're twirling your bat and holding your torch. And you're talking back with the people behind you. With Miss L, with Mitch, with Beth, with Eustace, and with Vicky. All of a sudden, the rest of you, Lily, Mitch, Beth, you notice that there's a torchlight a bit far off in the dark. As... Eustace taps you, Mitch, on the shoulder and kind of points Um, goes, that that one's kind of wandering far off. And Casey, you come to, as you kind of blink and look behind you again, and you see the gas station lights distant through the dark, some hundred yards behind you. And you look around you and there's no one by your side. As you twirl the bat, you hold out the torch. You hear in Eustace's voice, Altus, it's not much further up the road from somewhere off the road that you stand on now, but you see nobody in the dimly lit torch. A candle has gone out, and this brings the scene to a close. These things are true. The world is dark. Casey, what else is true? I think the bat stops moving. And, you know, she's trying to keep it casual as she goes, You want to turn a flashlight on there, Eustace? But she's starting moving slowly. Can't move too fast. I don't want the torch to go out. Can't let him know you're scared. Back toward the gas station. Lily, what else is true? Lily looks around and realizes that there's only one person missing from the group that it could be out there and sort of runs out to the front shakes Beth's shoulder and starts running out towards Casey Casey as you retreat from the shadows you hear fumbling tumbling in the brush outside the torchlight and you hear a kind of wet slap 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 as you move away from the source of the voice. Mitch. Casey! Mitch shouts as he runs off into the dark, flashlight sweeping, desperate to get back to her, to find her, knowing he can't lose her. Beth. What else is true? As Beth 
starts to step out of the gas station to see what's going on. She hears a rattling as the door to the basement starts to shake. Casey, what else is true? I think Casey stays facing where the noises are coming from, moving toward the gas station sidelong, even backwards. Are you going to fucking get me, asshole? You better make it good. You better make it count. (laughs) (laughs) Better get me in one shot. (laughs) Love this for you. Lily hears that and her heart just sinks into her stomach and she starts sprinting and I think is just able to catch up with Casey and get a hold of her elbow and start pulling her back towards the gas station. And repeat after me. These things are true. The world is dark and we are alive. These things are true. The world is dark and we are alive. Okay, so you find yourself pulled a bit by the elbow as lights flash beside you as other torches and lights rush up as uh, Miss L, as Mitch, as Beth run up to find you. Miss L pulling you back and away from the dark, even as the (laughs) of the basement door rattles, you hear... As the shouts go out, as you shout out, you hear almost as if an echo, the rustling increase, and you hear the slap, slap, slap along the pavement, somewhere in the dark, just out of your vision, as you hear voices, hushed, but deliberate. Coming through the dark, not from the gas station, but from all around, thanking you. I'm so glad. Oh, here, someone's here, finally. And another voice. Please, yes, I'm... And another. Oh, I'm so glad to find somebody. How many of these fuckers are there? How many have they already got? thought it was Eustace and Vicky and all of you folks coming out here with me and... Fucking them. Calm down, Casey. Just stay in the light. We can get through this. But we need to get to town. Let's keep one hand on each other. So far, none of them have tried to touch us, right? Even if they sound like us, if we can't touch them, we don't go with them. Right, yeah. I'll take one of Mitch's hands in mine. You take Mitch's hand. Beth will grab um, Casey's hand. Casey, Casey is currently dual wielding a torch and a bat. Beth will grab Casey's <laughs> elbow. <laughs> She'll sort of like gesture at you with the torch. You want to hold this? She's holding a. She's got the the steel pipe. Uh-huh. She's ready to swing. <laughs> Beth is going to make it count. <laughs> I, I think maybe uh, a bit... You can develop the details a bit more, but I think as you walk up this road, I think uh, Mitch and Miss L are kind of walking forward, 
lights ahead, keeping an eye out around them, and Beth and Casey are walking forward, kind of both a bit holding the torch, whether one, whether both almost up by the handle itself uh, of this makeshift torch, or one kind of holding the elbow of the other, one wielding a bat and one wielding a pipe, kind of move forward. As you walk away from the gas station and towards the town of Alta, you keep moving forward through the dark, and here and there you can still hear the whispers, the calling, and suddenly, out of the cacophony of whispers, you hear something else. You hear a small voice crying out, Ow! Stop hurting me! Stop! And a rustling. Mitch shines his light towards the sound and desperately tries to see if, if there's anything he can see. If it's if it's close enough, it's a real person. Mitch, I think I'm going to call for a conflict roll. I believe you have seven dice. Yep. Do we still have seven? I thought we had six now. But we, but we ended, because we we ended the truth. scene because a candle went out. Yep. We blew out one of the candles, so I think we're, okay. we're back to seven now. The dice pool refills. Okay. One six and one one. Okay. Would you like to re-roll that one? Mitch has his moment. Does this feel applicable to your moment? Doesn't the moment have to be on top of your deck? to use it? It does. Oh, yeah, it you're does. right. He has nothing. But you don't have a trait? Vice isn't going to help you here? Unlucky is not going to help here. So it's not going to help. It doesn't have to help. <laughs> it just has to be incorporated. <laughs> so, so no, I will not reroll. Okay. I If you can think of a way to fold unlucky into this, uh, you could... It doesn't okay. really make sense. Entirely fair. Mitch, I'd like you to start to tell me what you see as you swing your light into the dark. I think he just sees shapes after images. Like when you press your fingers against your eyes, he can't quite move things out. His hand is shaking. And the words just sound real. They sound true. And he doesn't want to do it again. Mitch, I think as you hear this, they do sound real, they do sound true, and they echo in your mind as you stand there on the road and the footsteps recede away from you. And I think you swing your light into the woods at either side, and you almost involuntarily take a step towards the voice. And for just a second, just a moment, you see... Someone look back at you. Someone desperate and afraid. Someone running away. And you blink and you try to look harder into the, the dim light, into the flickering light, the tricks of the torch. Can't quite make out where they went. But you know the direction they were headed. Deeper into the woods. Off the road. The rest of you see Mitch kind of turn aside, following the voice. Looking. Well, they keep a good handle on that boy. I'm not letting him go anywhere alone. Mitch, did you see something? I thought I saw a kid. 
Yeah, I thought I heard one too. But it's probably a trick. It's not real. We need to keep marching. If you saw something, it could be. Could be real. And maybe it's not. I sure thought. Sure thought I saw all of you. Yeah. What's our rule? I can't touch them. What if there is a kid out there and they need help? I couldn't wouldn't have survived. Casey. We don't know. We don't know what they're doing with anyone. Just know folks are gone. Do you want to find out? Miss Lammer, you think we're any safer on the road than we are out there? Yeah, I do. Why? I think we're much safer when we're not in the woods. Where the trains could obstruct the light. Where we could easily get pulled from each other. All light we got is what we're carrying. It's not worth it. I'm trying to keep us alive. Gonna shout out in the direction of the woods. Hey, kid, can you hear us? You you shout out into the woods, and at least for a moment, you're just met by silence. Apart from the occasional shift, the crunch, crunch, the shh, the shimmy, shimmy of leaves somewhere out there. Kid, if you're out there, just, we're just trying to help. Come on, guys. If that kid would have responded, he would have done by now. Casey, as you say, we're... We're just trying to help. I'd like you to make a conflict roll. Huzzah! <laughs> six dice? Uh, yes, six dice. One six, no ones. Never gonna burn my traits at this rate. Uh-huh. Star roller over here. It's a challenge, I guess. Um, especially since the first scenes went so so very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. <laughs> you have narrative control. Yeah, Okay. I think Casey sort of shakes off uh, Beth's elbow a little bit and goes, hey, come on, Mitch. At least we can, like, couldn't have gone far. What, like, 20, 30 feet? At least we can do is go to where it was. We won't lose the road. It's not far enough. Without really paying any heed to whether Mitch is actually following her, uh, Casey will sort of wade off the road, uh, kicking aside brush. Casey, we just made a fucking rule. Yeah, Mitch will follow Casey. Beth will try to hold you back. <laughs> like, if you try to leave the road, Beth will hold on whatever part she has on you, like your shoulder or your elbow. You've got the, like, torch arm, and she is, like, fully... Sounds like a conflict role. <laughs> and I also have Mitch. I, I think you you are in the situation where... Like, you're trying to hold on in case he pulls free of you, uh, even as you sort of are dragged along for a second uh, and breaks off sort of more into the brush. I think with this, Mitch as well, sort of hearing this call, snaps free. It's 20 feet, Laramie. I'm not going to drop dead. You guys are idiots. Get back on the road. Beth Laramie, what do you do as you say that? Does Lily have a torch? Yeah. Lily and Mitch both have torches. Casey also has a torch. This is dual wielding, yes. I can't I can't grab anything with my hands though. <laughs> I think Beth is the only one without a torch. And she's not willing to cross any sort of dark divide between that you've made between yourselves and her and Lily. So she'll take a step closer to Lily um, to stay within the torch's perimeter as fast as she can as she yells at you to come back here. <laughs> It's 20 feet. You're going to see us the whole way. You don't know what they're capable of. You don't know anything. Beth, go ahead and make me a conflict roll. Oh, boy. 
Yay. Are we still at seven dice? We are at six dice. We're at six. Six. All right. That is one six and one one. Okay. Would you like to re-roll your one? No. I'm going to lose it. Okay. Then I'd like you to begin to describe what happens in the ensuing following into the first 20, 30 feet of the forest. I think, okay. Um, Avery, uh-huh. please feel free to correct me if any of this you oh, don't no. like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you kind of, you're backing into the forest because you're talking to us as you follow Mitch, but you're not quite looking where you're going and you're kind of using these like wide motions. I think you trip. <laughs> And you fall down, and the torch starts to roll away because you lose your handle on it. You've got too many things in your hands, and you're falling over, and you try to catch yourself, and you lose your torch in the process. And the darkness starts to encroach in. Casey, as the dark starts to encroach in upon you as the torch rolls away, a hand reaches out to you, as though to lift you up. And you hear a familiar voice. I told you not to get off the road. Get back on the road. Does this sound like Beth? It sounds exactly like Beth. It is Beth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think she's so... She's going like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, if I wouldn't, didn't keep yelling at me, I would have tripped. Uh, but she does grab that before we start the woods on fire. Sort of, like, takes the hand. It's with the intent of, like, pulling herself up and, like, momentuming towards the towards the torch. You reach up. The first thing you notice is you sort of take the the hand and the arm and are pulled upward following your own momentum is how cold the hand is Mm. as you're pulled up and away from the ground and as the sort of bits of dirt and creeping plants sort of pull off of you as you're pulled away. You, You rise up and you start to sort of motion yourself towards the torch and you feel a scrape as the hand starts to let go of yours as you pull away, pulling against your wrist and against the palm of your hand. It cuts, it burns a bit as the hand lets go, and you sort of move towards the torch and begin to reach out, and I'd like you to roll a conflict. Yeah! Five. Oh my god. Oh baby, there we go. Uh, that is no sixes and two ones. I'm going to burn a tree. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So the thing I got on top is my vice, which is impatience. Mm-hmm. And I think I am exercising that in almost like an, in, like, like an incautious way of like, this starts to hurt and this starts to burn. And Casey would like to skip the foreplay and get to the action. And just... <laughs> Yeah, nice try! Brings the fucking bat up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you you stumble towards uh, the, the torch, you bring the bat up, and you sort of swat the arm away as it begins to cut and to burn, and you sort of grab up the torch off of the ground, and <laughs> you wave it over. And as you do, you see the trees and the dark beyond. You wave it around, and you see uh, figures running towards you. You see Mitch rushing at you. You see 
Beth Laramie, not far behind, rushing in your direction. You see Miss L. Uh, well, I did in re-rolling my two ones. I rolled a two and a six. So oh, thank God. <laughs> we're, not out of, we're not out of scene yet. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. Holding on to the scene. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'd like to know what you do in this moment. Got my torch back. Got folks running towards us. Mm-hmm. I, I think Casey will sort of, like, lift the torch uh, at everyone. And do, do the people running towards me have lights? Uh, I think two of them do. Yeah. That's fair, but I think, yeah, even even so, she'll, like, say something you haven't said to me before. You, you've got a great backhand. That's the wrong sport, right? It is, but nice try. That's tennis. He means to say you've got a good swing. Points for effort. Welcome back, Mitch. I I never left. Kids, are you out there? Oh, Christ. Okay, we should go. We're just trying to help. We should go right now. Come on. Let's go. Okay. Touch. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think we all kind of met by Casey. <laughs> they can touch you. Don't feel right. But they can touch you. Okay. Don't feel right, though. So, uh, I squish everybody. That's that's people meet, I think. Skin on skin. Okay. That's that's a lovely assertion. Um, <laughs> Miss L, I'd love you to roll me a conflict check. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. What are we at? Oh, Five? God, no. Five, yeah. <laughs> Not the people meet statement. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh oh <gasps> oh no! So that's three ones and no sixes. Damn! You burning something? Gonna burn my tranquil. <laughs> Gonna burn my virtue. And I think in this. Extremely stressful situation. She just oh man takes a deep breath and she has her kids in her arms and she's got Beth by her side and she's just gonna feel around everybody's skin and just everything's gonna be okay and start humming a little song. Hmm. Reroll those dice. Two ones and no sixes. Damn shit. That's. Scene. Shit. That scene. Oh no! <laughs> God! That scene! Ah! Oh, this is terrible! <laughs> Lily, what song do you hum? Uh, it's gotta be something repetitive. But you would just sing on instinct. Uh, it's definitely Sweet Caroline. Uh oh oh. It's never seemed so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. I think we all start singing along. Yeah. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Well, you start sort of humming, and your singing gets louder. Oh, no. Louder for the others to hear. And you start to lose your tranquility. And as your sense of peace burns away in this song, you start to hear a chorus following in with the song. Oh. Echoing you. Sweet Caroline. (laughs) Just a bit off the words. Not quite loud enough to be fully audible. The, The faintest hint 
off-key of what you're saying, following along, as though all of your compatriots, as though Casey, as though Mitch, as though Beth were singing along with you, as though a classroom of children were chanting <laughs> with you. Oh, no. <laughs> as you feel, as you put it, as you, you reached out to feel... People flash. People flash. People meet. I forget. It was people meet. The people meet. I think it was it was described <laughs> both ways. You do, and you feel at first a comfort and another hand there, and you feel your other hand taken too, and you grasp on, and you feel the faint sort of click, 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 click of scales <laughs> as you run your fingers across the hands. And as something begins to pull and scratch and tear across your hands and rip at your fingers. These things are true. The world is dark. Oh my god! <laughs> Lily, what else is true? Uh, see, did I see another candle go out there? Yes. It did. I'll okay. That, since we had no scene. Oh no. So now we're down to five candles. Oh no. Lily kicks out at the shapes around her trying to get free of them. She brings her torch down on whatever is holding her hand, trying to burn it away, and just starts screaming out for the others. This is true. This is also true. As you swing your torch down you feel the ripping thing tear away from your hand as you plunge the torch onto your own palm and it begins to burn <sighs> and you leave it there as you make sure the hand isn't in your grasp anymore <sighs> this much is true Mitch what else is true they've gotten closer there are many of them, always just outside of the light, and the four of us cluster together, waving our lights outward like spears into the darkness. Beth, what else is true? Beth kind of takes a step back, is basically back to back with Casey at this point, and she just starts to swing wildly, and she hears a good thump as she hands a hit not even two feet away from her. Casey, what else is true? She's got one hand that sort of feels still like it's burning a little bit. She's still holding the torch. Still holding that. She looks back over her shoulder at Mitch and sort of grins and goes, great backhand, huh? I didn't know you came to games. I'd always... Take my sister. She said you were the best. She's right about that. With that, I'd like you all to follow me. These things are true. The world is dark, and we are alive. These things are true. The world is dark, and we are alive. You all stagger your way forward down the road. Lights swinging, flashing in every direction. As you corral back together, uh, Lily, with the rest of the group, as Mitch, you are pulled to rejoin the group as Beth kind of 
yanks on you to get you into place as Casey, you uh, are drawn back in. Bat sort of swinging into the dark. Beth, you feel something thud as you move along and you quickly are pulled away further down the road. And you look up and you find yourselves the edge of town, the edge of Alta. You see what looks like a large storefront ahead of you. You can see other buildings in the distance. You can see something glinting just barely up on the hill. Looks like some kind of source of light inside of it. Some larger building with a lot of windows. Y'all are in town. You have made it down the road. But you know you're pursued. And you know they are right behind you. They are following. They're getting closer. You all stumble into town and take stock, and if it wasn't clear already, the other folks who were on the bus with you when you departed aren't here anymore. It's just the four of you, alone and in the dark apart from your torchlight, apart from what you have on you. You into ghost town, and all the supplies you need to drag back home, if you're going back home. The whispers die down as you get away from the woods and into the more concrete bits of the city. Of a town, really. As you walk down the streets, what are you doing? What are you saying to each other? What do you guys think about just moving here, huh? We need to find a vehicle. There are people that are counting on us. You got folks counting on you, bud? Sure as hell don't. Someone will be waiting when I get back. Maybe. I know they will. And he's going to try to walk into one of the the large glass buildings and turn on some lights. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a conflict. Why not? See, did another candle just burn out? Oh, did another one just go out? Yeah, it just went out. Uh, I, t- I turned away just as that one went out then. Um, okay. Uh, I'm still going to have you roll because I, I want to. <laughs> okay. So this is 5d6 or 4? 5d6. Go with 5. We'll count it as sort of the effective ending of the, pr- the scene that this would be entering town. Two sixes, no ones. Nice. Okay. Then, though the scene is ending... I'd like you to have predominant narrative control. So you tell me, what building do you walk into? What does this glass-fronted building lead to? I think that it's one of those sort of sterile office buildings that has that big marble granite entryway with the shitty just square blocks of stone as benches inside and a what appears to be a ridiculously tiny security desk in this cavernous space and then the gates that lead to the elevators um all just silent and dark illuminated as the lights come on here flickering high above and just what would have been the beating heart of this business district is just empty and dead. As I believe we... Did we just lose another candle? Another one. Another one just went out. 
Somebody else, I'd like you to roll me 4d6. Me. I'll do it quickly because we're running out of time. Um, three ones. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Would you Would you like to re-roll them? Oh, yeah. I'll burn my impotence. Tell me how this... I get hard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> it's been years... But this darkness, this fear, it just... Just does something for you. Something just. so fun. Yeah. I think Mitch is having trouble, like, getting the power on for this building, and she's felt so helpless since the the attack in the woods, and I think that she just pulls herself up and helps him pull the switch to get the light on in this building. And I'll re-roll. I three ones. I have two fours and a six. Okay. Tell me a bit more then, um, because you have narrative control. So following off of this, the power comes back on. The lights turn up. What else happens as the lights turn on? What else do you see? What else do you do? I think as the lights in the main lobby come on, we hear footsteps. And then out of the... Emergency stairwell emerge two people who have their own weapons that they're brandishing. We just stare at each other across the lobby a little bit awkwardly, but they have light sources of their own. It appears that we are not alone here. Then, because we've had more candles go out, these things are true. The world is dark. And I think because this sequence sort of began with Mitch. Mitch, what else is true? We are afraid. And they are afraid. And our fear consumes us both. Beth, what else is true? The lights, they're working, but they they flicker. They... They feel like they're not as strong as they used to be. And we feel... Maybe we just imagined it. A cold breath down our necks. As we stand on the threshold of the store. Casey. What else is true? Oh, it reminded me if this has been contradicted in narration already. Uh, and I'll do something else. But for a town of this size, you'd think there'd be vehicles on the streets. Even just abandoned. That has not been contradicted, and it is true. There are no vehicles in this town. Not on the streets, not anywhere that you've seen so far. These things are true. The world is dark, and we are alive. These, These things, things are, are true. true. <laughs> the world, world is dark, dark and, and we are, are alive. alive. The world is fucking rapidly darkening. <laughs> <laughs> The two that come down the stairs look at you, and in the lights at first you see the glimmer of hope in their eyes flash before they begin to glower as the lights flicker and they look around them and they look back at you and they raise the improvised weapons that they have collected. A bar in one hand, what looks like the leg of a chair broken off with half the seat uh, in the other one's hands. You look at them as the lights begin... flash again to flicker and you begin to hear a rattling 
out in the dark, outside where you can see as you've ventured further into this building, at the doors. As if a heavy wind were battering them, shaking them. Hey folks, come on. Let's go. Look, I got my hands on me, still here, torn up a little bit, I got her hands on her too. You want to come down here? Put a hand on my arm, touch my skin, make sure I'm real. Come on and do it. But we've got more important things to do than looking at each other. They shout out at you. How can we trust you? Who who are you? We're residents of Sulphur, town over. We came here for fuel. I'm I'm Lily, Mitch, Casey, Beth. We're just we're here to get some supplies. But we lost the rest of our party and our vehicle. I have some candy if you want it. We don't want your candy. We we want we, we want a way out. How do we get out? Sulfur. Uh, if, what, if, uh, fuck, just to the south of here? Yeah, it's not far. But if we can get a car, we can get there. A car? Did you bring a car? We don't. No, we I were don't... on a bus. The bus broke down. We had to walk the rest of the way. We're just trying to get supplies so we can get back to Sulfur. Try to help some folks make it a little longer. What happened to all the cars here? I we I I don't know. I, I look. There, there was an evacuation and things 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 happened and I can't stay. I can't stay here. The the voice begins really shaking as they they sort of like look around and you can see them even in the dimming like flashing lights as the lights begin to go out entirely. Um, they look around and look towards the points uh, of entry where the doors are and and quickly one of them scampers back up the stairs that they came down uh the other kind of stumbles back into them and kind of holds at the door and is looking at you ready to make a break for it hey hey wait do you do you have some place safe upstairs that you guys are using we can all we'll have a better chance of all surviving if we stick together okay the more light we have batteries i we have lots of torches, we have food, we have water. Got some flashlights still, I think. I, um, I, uh, and, and the voice again kind of stutters for a second and and it comes back. I, uh, I, I, I sure don't. Um, maybe. Kind of, kind of shaking, um, and looks around at all of you and starts to look back into the stairwell a little bit, but doesn't close the door. Hey man, I'm going to come a little bit closer, okay? You can see I've got my light with me right here. Got my bat with me too. How about you tell us your name, okay? You hear a clanking of dunk, 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 dunk up the emergency stairwell. Yeah, yeah. And silence falls. The doors stop rattling, but the lights go out. We can't stay here. Let's go after them. Going up will get us trapped. We can't. We can't go anywhere if we go up. But we can't leave. Power's out in here. It's not coming back on. Then. We go to a different door, find a different building somewhere where we can get some more light. We gotta find a car. Yeah. Find something. Sure, there's a side entrance somewhere. Maybe we can exit through there. Yeah, okay. But we can't go back the way we came. No. See, I don't know how to handle this question, but is is this like a district? You said it was a business office. Someone said that. Is there like a distribution center that leaves out the basement, you know, where trucks can pull up and desupply and bring like all the food for catering? I would I would love for that to be up to you. And it sounds like it is. OK, I would like to say there there is a place downstairs in the basement, an underground garage where supply trucks can come. And there might be some trucks down there that we could find. Okay. 
you you make your way around um and i think maybe the the space described sounds a bit more sort of like office spacey you look around the building and try to find a way out towards perhaps uh the rest of the space perhaps towards a garage of some kind um perhaps towards a store that it might be connected to or associated with i think you find your way towards a door that looks like it has a, a, a sort of a very standard lock on it you could ordinarily just quickly unlock or that might ordinarily stay unlocked and you reach out and you grab at the handle and it pulls open and i would love to have a conflict roll lily uh yeah i suppose lily's got her moment coming up too i do my moment is up (laughs) next We've had no moments so far, and we're running so low on candles. <laughs> oh my god, two sixes and a five. Woo. Boom. Woo. Oh boy. Excellent. I did not, in fact, roll two sixes, so you have narrative control of what happens in this next moment. Okay. We open the door to the underground garage, and there are a few trucks down there. It looks like a mail truck is there. Maybe a larger, like semi-trailer that probably none of us are licensed to drive (laughs) and uh, i got a bus license oh yeah that's true and like a a pickup truck of a maintenance person over in the corner there are a few patches of darkness where the lights have flickered or gone out but there are some lights still on down here and there is a small office as well with nobody inside it you survey the space and you quickly usher yourselves away from the emergency stairwell where the two individuals came out of. You look down to this garage area, as it were, and I, I think you kind of get the idea that maybe this is a place where not just whatever business this might have once been kept their vehicles, but in fact, a number of the town's sort of larger agencies of different sorts kept theirs. You look around the space, you see the office, you see the vehicles themselves. And I think in doing so, you open up one of the garage doors, shine your lights out and kind of take stock of the area, preparing potentially to take a vehicle um, or else move on. And you look up and around. And the building that you just sort of came from that's connected to this garage, you look up to the upper floors and you... Notice that there are no lights on in the upper stories as the scene ends. Oh my god. Damn! Yeah. Another candle has gone out. Two left. Can't win anything here. These things are true. The world is dark. You realize that there are no survivors in this building. There couldn't be. There is no light on the upper floors. Miss L, like you to give us another truth. Lily runs to the office area to see if there's a way to call out to anybody or any keys to the vehicles and spots uh, a pegboard inside with car keys on it and just takes one at random and runs back to the garage. These things are true. The world is dark. And we are alive. These things are true. The world is dark. 
And we are alive. You all rush into the garage, back and forth between the office. Um, Lily, you grab a set of keys and rush back into the garage itself. Your lights are running low. Your torches are dimming. You've all come to a realization that this is not a place where you're likely to find other survivors. And you begin to hear a loud creak from the building above you itself as the beams shudder and shake. Get out of the way! Get the fuck out of the way! Just click the keys and go to whatever vehicle Uh blinks on. You click the keys and you hear distant in the garage the expected whoop whoop but you hear it repeated from other places oh, in the garage. No. Boop, 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 boop. And it begins to echo, not naturally, but at its original volume, over and over again. And you begin to hear it from outside. Did the headlights pop on when I did that? Maybe. Oh my god. You do see the far end of the garage what look like lights flash for a moment. Let's go. Okay, get in the car. Come on, kids, let's get in the car. Um, I think we're all, at this point, running to where we saw the lights flash. You begin to run to where the lights are flashing. As you do. Who makes it to the car first? The athlete. Casey. Yeah. Casey. Yeah. It'd be Casey. Casey, you rush up to the vehicle. You you see, in fact, a car when you arrive. You reach down to open the door to the vehicle. And you, you grab at it. You open it up. You slide inside. The other's right behind you. The key's not yet in your grasp. Um, may I contradict your narration? Possibly, yes. Probably. Mostly because I... So I, I would like to state openly that Casey definitely dropped her torch to run across the garage. Ah. Uh, Partly, this is... She was going to be hand-free to manipulate things anyway. But also, I think... I don't think she thinks there's anything in Alto worth taking. And I don't think she thinks they're making it back to Sulphur. So at this point, you know, fuck it. Might as well go down swinging. So I, I think, like, you know, she does make it to the car. I think she confirms it's unlocked. Uh, and then doesn't get in. Waits. Bat at the ready. Watching lights of the others as they approach. Listening for anything around her in the dark. She's not going to die sitting down. She's not going to die doing nothing. Yes, absolutely. Casey, you, you rush up, you confirm that the vehicle's there, you check the doors, it's unlocked, and you raise your bat and you stare into the dark as the other torches approach you. Who rushes up next? I think Mitch gets there and just looks to Casey and says, get in. Go. You first, bud. I'm the last one in. If there's anything out here, I'm dying on my feet. No. Not again. Go. 
I'm going to pause the two of you right there, frozen frame, as I check on the other two. Who makes it to the car next? Beth. Well, <laughs> I think Beth probably um, grabs the keys from Lily. And just, she will go for the car, and she will get in. And she'll be like, we don't have time for this, get in the fucking car. You get in the car, you shout out, you start the engine, and indeed it does start. Lily, you are rushing up as the keys are snatched out of your hand. What do you do? I keep running. I just, I keep booking it towards the car. I still have my torch in hand, and I'm making sure that the kids are getting in. Okay, you rush up. Mitch, I'd like you to make me a conflict roll. <laughs> okay. Three and four. Uh, burn it. There's no chance. There's nothing to burn. I. There's nothing to burn. Is your moment what's up? No, unlucky is up. Uh, I don't suppose I could burn unlucky uselessly here. I think at this point, especially given that a candle has gone out already... Uh. Um, I would like for you to tell me, in fact, because I, because I made you roll for this anyways, I'd like you to start to tell me what happens and I'd like you to fold unlucky into it. They're scrabbling into the car and trying to turn it on, get in there, do something. And Casey is still just standing there. And I think that Mitch reaches out to try to drag her into the car and completely bobbles his flashlight. And it falls to the ground and just the bulb smashes. The bulb smashes and Lily pulls you into the vehicle the rest of the way. Casey, do you get in the vehicle? Gosh, no, I don't think so. I think... She's going to, like, lean down like she's going to. And instead, she's going to, like, ruffle Mitch's hair a little bit. Get going. There's nowhere to go to, but I'll cover you. And she shuts the door on him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we lost both our fucking candles in one go. We now have no candles. You ruffle Mitch's hair and push him into the car. The engine starts and Beth Laramie reverses out of the spot and begins to accelerate out of the garage. Casey, you stand alone in the dark. Your shoes, your boots, crunching on the broken glass of Mitch's dropped flashlight. As you begin to brandish the bat back and forth. Apart from the steps slapping against the pavement of this space, echoing through the garage, and the imitated whoops of cars being unlocked, you... Begin to swing. You again feel the impact of something against your bat. You hear the words echoed. Someone counting on you, bud. The 
The rest of you speed out of the garage, shrieking around the corner above, and you start to hightail it back to Sulphur, out of Alta. And as you drive, screaming away, as Mitch, you think about, again, leaving one more soul behind. Beth, as you blaze away, intent on mowing down whatever stands in front of you, if anyone dares try to stop you as you make your way back home. Something, again, from the woods, from the edge of the road, dashes, tumbles, crashes into you. This time you see the raised hand reach out through the dark and grab at the edges of the windshield and rip away. And another crash from the other side, reaching through the dark, ripping as the glass shatters as the vehicle is quickly torn to shreds as you drive Beth towards one of them and you smash into the person standing in the middle of the road. And you hear the faint chuckle, high-pitched shrill, <laughs> as they walk towards you in the dark, your crashed vehicle, and we meet our end. These things are true. The world is dark. And I would like us in turn to, pl to play our recordings. Hi there. Um, <laughs> this is weird. Well... We are mm, a bit shit out of luck on the side of a road on the way to Alta. Came from Sulphur, looking for more supplies. <sighs> I really don't like the dark. I don't at all. I've been an early bird my whole life. Had to be at school before 8 every day. Now I don't even know what time it is. It's dark. That's all that matters. I miss having a nice hot cup of coffee in the morning. I would get a little pastry from the bakery in town. Say hi to everyone I knew. Go into work. Say hi to my kids. Maybe I'd bring in a bunch of pastries for them, too. The last day of school before... Before... We were doing art to give to everyone's parents to celebrate their family. And I had multiple kids, Marisha, Josh, and Sasha, put me in their family portrait. Me. And I know it's a small town, but I'm not their family that I know of. I miss those kids. 
anyone hears this, then you gotta keep them close. You gotta keep them close. Hey, Kelsey. Um, I miss you. It's been a couple days since I saw you. Uh, when you get this message, um, just please go straight home, okay? And I'm, I'm going to be back really soon. Um, we're getting some supplies now, but, uh, I'm sure you'll be back home when we get there. I got something I need to say to you. Um, I want to tell you I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but... I'll tell you in person, okay? I'll make it up to you. Just... Please be at home. This is... Beth Laramie. From Sulphur. It's been about a month since the light went out. We are running low on supplies, and we are definitely not going to make it unless we find some alternative, something to get us through the upcoming winter. A few of us are headed to Alta, but our bus broke down. I don't think we're making it back to Sulphur. I'm not sure what we'll find in Alta, but I'm going to survive this. I don't care who I have to leave behind for it. So presumed anyway. But I'm gonna make it through. I'm alive. I'm gonna stay alive. Even in darkness. Beth out. Hey, Jake. Can I call you, Jake? Is that okay? I mean, I know, you know, you moved out, you went to college, you blocked all our numbers, and I had to track down your friends on Facebook and find a picture where you were tagged to figure out what you're going by now, but I... Oh, man, I want to call you Jake. I know why you're making a clean break, man. I just... If that's your name, that's your name, and if you're my brother now, you're my brother now, and I just want you to pick up the fucking phone. God. It's been dark for a month now, and Mom and Dad are still at home. I stole the car and drive down to Sulphur, and now we're heading out to Alta with all these people, and Miss Lee, remember the new kindergarten teacher before you left? Miss Lee, she's on the bus, and so's Beth, and so's Miss you ever, bitch. Who'd have thought? I thought that maybe all of this 
this, you know, the sun, moon, stars, all that going out. I thought maybe he'd reach out. There ain't going to be anything left after this. I know it all is goddamn future burning up in a fucking nuclear supernova. I don't know. And you remember how, you, how we used to talk about how, like, someday we got married to be each other, made each other's maid of honor? I told you I was never going to get married. <laughs> Well, fuck, man, I guess I never am. <laughs> we're going to go to college, and I'm we're going to make it big, never going to hit another home run, never going to strike anyone else out, and I'm never going to have new friends, and I'm never going to get out of here. And I just want to hear your voice again. You're the only brother I've got. You won't even pick up your fucking phone. I love you. I love you. This is the last thing you ever hear from me. If you hear this, if you check your blocked voicemail, I love you. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Then we end the game with this. These things are true. The world is dark. And that's it. <laughs> I gotta put some fucking lights oh on. Oh my god, I gotta turn the lights on now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it wasn't too traumatic, but, you know. No, that was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, don't mind me, it was really good, see? This is Emily. This is actually a bit of a weird recording. I got to the end of this episode, and it didn't feel right to have something very lighthearted at the end and ruin the mood, but also I didn't want to leave everybody hanging with such sadness. <laughs> As we talked about in the setup episode for 10 Candles, it's really important for everyone involved in the game, whether you're playing or listening, to have, for lack of a better word, some RPG aftercare, uh, because it is so sad. And because it can be a lot to go through all of these emotions during something you are doing for your enjoyment. So I highly encourage you to take a deep breath and roll your neck a little bit, take a drink of water, and just take time out of your day to do something that you enjoy right now. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and here's Avery with the outro. Before you, the road branches into three. Choose your path wisely. If you seek knowledge, follow us on Twitter at Calamity Vault or Tumblr at Calamity Pod. Add information about our upcoming games to your inventory and turn to page 42. If you seek to aid us, consider leaving us a rating or review on your podcasting medium of choice. Add our gratitude to your inventory, and tune in next week for our 10 Candles wrap-up. If you seek connection, shoot us an email at calamityvault at gmail.com. Add the nearest sourcebook to your inventory, and proceed with the adventure.
Thank you for listening.